happy Monday, everybody. Well, we have a lot going on with Remar on this Monday. I'm so happy you guys are joining us. We're going to talk about acute renal failure. That is going to be our topic for today. Acute renal failure does come out of quick facts. So it will be some stuff out of quick facts. I'll probably actually end up reading you this book too. And then the slides that I have prepared for you today. All right. So it's the holiday weekend. A lot has transpired here. Remar, y'all know <laughs> we are coming off of this thing uh, with V2 that I, I went live about yesterday, but there's always a silver lining to every cloud. Let me just start by saying that um, always a silver lining to every cloud. We had a huge amount of students come into the V2. We ended the sale um, Friday, right? So we had a huge amount of students come into V2, like, I don't know, what, how many, 1,500, something like that? Last, well, 2,500 throughout RNU. 2,500 throughout RNU. 500 on the last day, which we knew was going to happen. That's why I said order the books and quick facts earlier. But even though we had that many students get into V2 at the end of the sale, there were still a lot of students who wanted to get into V2, but could not get into V2. And so because of that, I'm going to tell you this. This is something that I want to tell you guys. But you got to come really close. Like really close, really close, really close, really close. We are extending the sale. Yes, we're extending the sale. Because so many of you guys couldn't get into V2 because of uh, the, 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 the improvements of V2 that we tried to make. So we're extending the sale the entire month of July, okay? Not just one day or two days, but the entire month of July, we will be extending the sale. So if you could not get in on Friday, you could get in on Monday today. You could not get in on Saturday. You can get it on today if you could not get in. So um, we hope that this is a blessing for you guys, we always try to, man, what we try to do here at Remar, we try to over, over, <laughs> we try to overproduce for you guys. So um, those of you who were like, man, Regina, we just need another day or two. And I was like, no, I can't because, but now I am going to, because literally a lot of you guys sent emails to team Remar, like, Hey, we want to take advantage. We want to get in, but we so let's go. Let's go, everybody. V2, $89 for three months. Three months in V2. I want y'all to have y'all license. I'm serious. I want you guys to be, this is like, oh, Independence Month. You see a lot of people doing fireworks and things like that. But I literally want y'all to be free in real life where you don't have to study for NCLEX anymore. Get in V2, two, three weeks get your license. Let's go guys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm so excited about it. Oh, yes. So True. We're also doing the 30 day challenge again, um, this month. And I want to talk about that because I actually would like to go live for the 30 day challenge and do what's in the, I'm going to be teaching you guys how to use the 30 day challenge in the V2. So there are some times where I will be just doing what's in V2. All right. Because that is, that is part of it. Okay, so I and tonight and tonight is game night too. You guys know, set your alarm. Game night is at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so we are V2 is being um, it's being screened is being combed. So you guys just please be patient with us, but send an email um, because we are opening up access to the V2. You should still be able to get into it. OK, um, if you have any specific questions about your account and things like that, please send an email support at remarreview.com. Um, that is where I want you guys to send emails about books or things like that. All right. 
Oh, yes. And then also, again, for those of you who got the Quick Facts book, like Friday, Saturday, or even if you'll be purchasing it, purchasing it today, I need to tell you guys this. This is a national holiday. So that means what is not open. What is not open during the national holidays? Post offices. All right. Um, our, our, what, FedEx, U, UPS, they are not open. So you will have a slight shipping delay because of that. Okay, because of that. All right, I'm going to do questions and answers at the end of it, but I do want to get into our topic on today, which is uh, this acute renal failure. Okay, so let's get into it from the quick facts, but these are notes. If you have this book also, please go ahead and take extra notes about it. All right, here we go. So acute renal failure, this is an abruption, uh, I'm sorry, an abrupt disruption of your normal kidney activity. And so um, it can also be called acute kidney injury, acute kidney injury. And this is when you have a sudden decline of your kidney function. Now there are three, there are three causes of uh, acute renal failure. And we see this, which is pre-renal, intrarenal, and post-renal. Okay, pre-renal, intrarenal, and post-renal. And just kind of check out what are the major points of each one. So for pre-renal causes, we have a renal hypoperfusion. Okay. Intrarenal causes, you have, you know, damage to the pre um, to the renal parachyma. All right. And post-renal causes, you have an obstruction of urine flow. Check out pre-renal and post-renal. Make notes of those things in your mind. All right. So pre-renal, post-renal. Pre-renal, hi renal hyperperfusion, hypoperfusion. Post-renal is some obstruction. Typically, when I am doing NCLEX questions, I mostly see NCLEX questions on post-renal causes of acute renal failure. Um, and so that could be like renal stones, things like that, kidney stones. Also, with the acute renal failure, you are going to have increased creatinine and decreased urine volume. And one thing that you want to know, the difference be between acute and chronic renal failure is typically with acute renal failure, you are having a reversible condition. You are having a reversible condition. All right. I love the comments on the screen. Let me know where you guys are from. And then don't forget, we're going to do questions and answers at the end of this. Okay. Now, getting into the stages of acute renal failure, this is more for those of you who are in nursing school, not so much for NCLEX prep, but I know I have a diverse audience here. So let me just give you the notes if you are interested in more specifics about acute renal failure in terms of the stages. So stages, and this is um, the criteria from the kidney disease improving global outcomes, okay? This is what they are saying. Stage one, what you will have is an increased creatinine and decreased urine volume for six to 12 hours. Okay. Two, increased creatinine and decreased urine volume for more than 12 hours. So it's a timing thing here with stages. Stage one, six to 12 hours. Okay. Stage two, same thing, increased creatinine, decreased urine volume for more than 12 hours. Stage three, increase creatinine, decrease urine volume for more than 24 hours. And you have anuria for more than 12 hours. What is an anuria? What does that mean? Because you're having it 
for more than 12 hours. Okay. All right. So those are the stages. Now let's talk about the phases. And these are the phases that are also highlighted in Quick Facts here. If you have Quick Facts here, at, let me see. I want to make sure that these stages are also, whether you have the five-star version, I just want to check for my own self if you have it. Yeah, so even if you have the, you have both. Okay, so this is in both of them. I'm going to be reading you from the, next-gen version of acute renal failure. You definitely want to know the three phases, which is the oliguric, the diuretic, and the recovery phase. Phase Page four. Thank you so much, Beverly, um, for commenting and letting me know. Just go to page four. <laughs> okay, so I'll put the notes up. Oliguric phase. So very important thing I put in red here. Um, you have a low urine output, less than 40 milliliters a day. And 40 milliliters a day is considering a 30 milliliter an hour average. Okay, so with oliguric, oliguric typically means what? I mean, it definitely means little urine output. So that is something that is going to be very noticeable in your patient during the oliguric phase. Like that's it. Um, also going to have hypertension. You're having some fluid increasing, can increase your blood pressure. Hyperkalemia, hyperkalemia. Okay. Think about what happens to a person's body when the potassium level goes up. So during the oliguric phase, what are some things that we're going to be concerned about? All right, knowing that you're going to have hypertension and hyperkalemia. I just want to see if somebody can put it on, um, put it on the screen. Elevated BUN, elevated creatinine, fluid overload. Now, this is a part of an NCLEX review. This is what's in Quick Facts. So the understanding is that you guys are already anticipating the challenges of your patient based on these things. Okay, tag your favorite nursing student if they need to study acute renal failure, because we're really going to look at if a patient comes in with acute renal failure, there are certain priorities that I know I'm going to have to be aware of. All right, acute renal failure. My patient may have what type of issues? Blood pressure issues. My patient may have cardiac issues, right, in general, right? Fluid overload. So what am I going to see? I might see some edema during this time that they normally wouldn't have. All right, so this is how you pass next-gen NCLEX. It's beyond memorization, beyond memorization now. Let's go to the um, diuretic phase. So the diuretic phase, we're going to be expecting diuresis, meaning, hey, this is moving towards a healing phase, right? So if NCLEX says which patient needs to be, um, you know, moved or discharged or who's in better condition, somebody in an oliguric or somebody in a diuretic phase. We're going to go with the diuretic phase. All right. Um, amazing. I'm, I'm seeing some testimonials. Let me just shout them out really quickly. Um, this is Monday Motivation. Nurse Charlize. Hi, Professor Regina. I passed my NCLEX. I'm officially a Remar nurse Thank you. No, thank you. I love that. Officially a Remar nurse. Welcome to the club. Uh, you said you were next. And so now you are next. This is Monday motivation across the nation. Did I miss anybody else? Nurse Jessica says, just wanted to get on really quickly to let you know that I passed my NCLEX on the first try with the help of Remar BSN RN. It's graduation season. It's time for you to graduate from a student nurse to a licensed nurse. I love that. Um, hopping on real quick. All right. I know you got to go because you have 
like a license now, but come back. All right, come back. Thank you guys so much. Um, Nurse Charlie says, and I passed on 7-1-2023. And Mark, she said she passed on it. Mm -hmm. All right, we are celebrating you. Thank you guys so much for your positivity. Oh man, listen, if you pass, please go to remarnurse.com forward slash party to claim your Remart Nurse t-shirt. Okay. Do that for me. Congratulations. Um, congratulations, everybody. All right, let's get back into it. Cause the rest of us still have to study. <laughs> we still have to study. All right, we're going to get into it. So, um, the diuretic phase is a patient who is moving towards healing. This is amazing. This is great. Um, so you're going to have a urine output that slowly improves hypotension and hypokalemia. So sometimes the, the, the patient can shift from too much and now they're like, like a little bit low. All right. And because of that, because we are losing our potassium, we have to watch out for metabolic alkalosis during this phase. Very, very important point because you know, for NCLEX, you have to know your arterial blood gases. Okay. They make a difference. So you have to know if your patient is in respiratory alkalosis, respiratory acidosis, metabolic alkalosis, metabolic acidosis. But if you have V2, don't worry. I go over that. But in acute renal failure, this is something that you need to monitor for because whenever you're losing a lot of potassium from your bowels, right? If your patient has diarrhea or if they're, they're um, vomiting or getting gastric suctioning, then that can put them in a state of alkalosis, all right? Metabolic alkalosis. It's a thing. It's a thing in acute renal failure too. Recovery, recovery. Uh, the kidneys are indeed recovering. So you have a, the, GR, the GFR. The GFR is going to be increasing. What does GFR stand for? You don't have to type it. It's kind of long, but in your mind, do you know? All right. And so when you have the GFR back in place working well, you have the urine output improving and creatinine and BUN are normalized. And so as you guys can see for next gen NCLEX, we're moving away from just numbers we, it doesn't like, I'm not asking you what's a normal creatinine, what's a normal BAUN. I'm, I'm asking you to consider the implications when they are too low or too high. Okay. All right. So the severity, uh, the cause and the phase are the ways that you can classify acute kidney injury or acute renal failure. For NCLEX, we are going to be focusing on number two and number three, because number one, are they're just uh, criteria for diagnosing. Nurses, we don't diagnose, but we should know the causes of a thing, and we should know if there are phases of a thing. Does that make sense? So pre-renal, intra-renal, post-renal. Oliguric diuretic recovery. Thank you guys for taking the time to write out glomerular filtration rate, okay? Thank you so much for getting that out. All right, so diagnostics, you know, when we're studying content, we wanna look at what it is, how it presents, what are the causes, and also how we diagnose it. And so essentially there's a urinalysis that's done there is a serum test that's done. If we're checking the serum nursing students, what are we checking? 
how do we get a serum of something? What is it actually? What does that mean? And then the imaging studies, the imaging studies. Oh, and so um, actually, Mark, can you help me? Can you get me that paper right there? Yes, it's very important. So the, the urinalysis, the serum test results, and the imaging study. Thank you so much. All right. I might have to go back. I want to, you know what? Let me go back, guys. I want to, I want to go back and I had some notes that I wrote down and I want to share them with you and it would not be cool if I didn't. So for those of you that may be in class and you are learning this information, I think these things would be helpful for you to know. And it's just the pre-renal, intra-renal, and then um, post-renal causes. All right. So let me put the slide back up. Okay. I think this was a slide. All right. So um, we, we just talked about it and we, we talked about the, um, the causes, right? So pre-renal causes, renal hypoperfusion. So these are some of the things that I put down that would cause renal hypoperfusion. Um, so dehydration, dehydration would be a cause of acute kidney um, injury or failure hypovolemia. So essentially, if your person, um, you know, has had some sort of trauma, and so your patient has a gunshot wound, and at the same time, we're treating a gunshot wound, I guess this is why I love ICU is because the complexities of the patient don't always make sense. And so as a nurse, you have to be on your feet all the time, your patient comes in with a gunshot wound, they're bleeding out of, you know, say it's their side, Say it's their abdomen, they have a gunshot wound in their abdomen, not touching the kidneys at all, not touching the kidneys at all, but because of the amount of blood loss, how many things are, are, are going to um, be affected. So now your patient has acute kidney failure, acute renal failure, because they had a gunshot wound to their abdomen or their leg. Okay, this is good stuff. Another reason of renal hypoperfusion can be burns. Okay, a patient has burns, and so they are um, third spacing with their burns. Heart failure can be one. There are some medications that can cause acute renal failure, such as ACE inhibitors or NSAIDs. Okay, intrarenal failures. Let's move towards that. Intrarenal failures, where you actually have some um, causes where the uh, the the actual kidneys or, or the renal um, calculi or something that is actually damaged. And so there are some things where you have um, infections, lupus. Okay. We know lupus attacks the organs. What else do I have here? Eclampsia. Eclampsia. Okay. Multiple myeloma. All right. These are things that can cause it. Okay, so I just hope this is making sense, giving you a little bit more um, background. And then the post-renal causes, we can talk about um, obstruction. So some things that will cause obstruction, kidney stones, tumors, right? Things like that. Okay, I'm moving on. I wanted to share those notes because I did some time um, studying those things. All right. And now we are here again. So let's go here. Did anybody put what a serum test involves? Oh, yes. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. So serum is through the blood. It is what we will find in the blood. Perfect. So your analysis, we're going to find urate crystals, oxalate crystals, um, pigmented cast, elevated eosinophils, massive protein urea, abnormal urine protein. And remember, we are not supposed to have any what in our urine ever. We're not supposed to have any crystals. We're not supposed to have any protein. So we do know if those things are into the urine, then that is going to be a problem. All right. Serum test. What are we going to see in a blood test of a person who is in acute renal failure? We're going to see elevated creatinine, hyperkalemia, hypocalcemia, acidosis. All right. Also, um, abnormal elevated creatinine. I said that abnormal serum protein. And, and you can get that from the electrophoresis, electrophoresis. Imaging studies, imaging studies are going to be important because if we think that a patient is having a post-renal cause, then we need to do some imaging studies because it's going to show us if the kidneys are, um, are, maybe they're misshapen, all right, or we can see obstruction, or we can see reduced blood or renal flow. So those are our diagnostic indicators. And you do need to be proficient in understanding these so things, okay? Indicators. Oh, I just put this on my YouTube. All right, next, next slide is going to go into if a patient has to have an kidney replacement, what is that looking like? So typically a patient would have to have a kidney replacement or a kidney replacement therapy that would be an emergency is if they're in stage two or stage three of acute renal failure. Okay. Also stage one of acute renal failure with unclear etiology, just meaning we don't really know what's going on. We don't know what the cause is of this condition. Why is it happening? And it's taking a long time to figure it out. It's taking a long time to figure it out. So um, also if there is hypervolemia with pulmonary edema, meaning that your patient's chest is filling up with fluid and the kidneys are not responsive to getting rid of that fluid, then that means it's putting the patient in respiratory issues or respiratory complications. And so we cannot let that go on. And urea, no urine output is happening. Okay. Urine can be a poison in the body. So we can't let that build up severe hyperkalemia. You guys know hyperkalemia is going to cause what kind of problems for our patient and then severe metabolic acidosis, severe metabolic acidosis as a result of hyperkalemia. Okay. Those two things go together. So how are we treating this clinically? What are we doing for our patient? Well, these are, uh, you know, the considerations for nursing. If we have fluid volume depletion, okay, if there is hypotension, tachycardia, oliguria, we are going to do fluid replacement therapy with blood and crystalloids. And this just makes sense because if your patient doesn't have enough fluids, if your patient is hypotensive, then we're going to give them fluid. Now, what I want to ask here is because this may be confusing to some students. If my patient is tachycardic, why is the solution IV fluids? How do those two things go together? Why are we not giving a cardiac medication 
if our patient is tachycardic? Why are we giving IV fluids for that? This is critical thinking. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for the answer on that. Um, crystalloids, crystalloids are um, given through the IV. What do they do? What do they do? Okay. Because what I want you guys to get into the habit of doing is when you're studying with me or like you're reading quick facts or you're reading the V2 workbook and you come across something and you don't recognize it immediately, you, you stop and you say, what does this mean? Or why is this the answer for this? And at that point, if you can ask yourself that question, then you can take the next step and go look it up, right? So I want you to just go beyond, hmm, I don't really know why. I don't really know what a crystalloid is, all right? Most people will do that. Most people will say, I don't really know what that is. But very few people will take the time to stop what they're doing and go look it up. And that's something that you have to do in the field. There's going to be so many instances where you're going to read the doctor's note and he's like, I, I want the patient to have a diameter, um, you know, a diameter ultrasound. And you like, I don't know what that is. So you got to stop and look it up because the patient's going to say, hey, the doctor came in, wants me to have a diameter ultrasound. What is that? Right. Even if it's just made up. All right. You got to know it. So um, I asked the question, why are IV fluids? used to treat tachycardia and i see some answers here um to improve the blood pressure Ooh, compensation of the heart because the patient uh, is having hypotension trying to compensate good 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 so yeah essentially um this is my favorite answer right here it is the tachycardia is because there is a hypotension going on, meaning there's not enough fluid volume, right? Normally. So what the heart is doing is beating faster and faster and faster. So the little fluid that's in the body can move around everywhere, like move around everywhere and move around everywhere. But if we increase the fluid volume, then the heart can slow down because it doesn't have to move everything as fast around. Yeah. So when a patient is having tachycardia, um, sinus tachycardia, it's because of something outside of the heart that's happening. So your patient is hypotensive. So it's not enough fluid. I like that. Okay. Working together. Study session. If you don't have a study session, welcome. This is our study session. Good job, everybody. So now we can move on because we understand that. Fluid volume depletion, we're going to give IV, IV fluid replacement therapy, and that's going to improve hypotension, tachycardia, oliguria. Fluid volume overload. If the kidneys are not getting rid of the fluid, then we give diuretics. That makes sense to us because we know diuretics is going to diurese the patient. Now let's look at this. Electrolytes. So sodium, potassium, phosphorus, calcium, magnesium, and uric acid. First, you just need to know, are these high or are these low? Are these elevated or are these low levels? And we would do that with the serum test, the blood test. Supplementation could be given orally or intravenously, uh, but restriction is applied to elevated levels. So how the doctor wants to treat the elevated levels is his discretion. We just got to make sure we give the medications appropriately. Diet, what are we looking for? High calorie diet, low protein, low sodium, low potassium. Um, 
what are we always worried about when we have a patient with acute kidney injury and the protein levels? Why do we always want to have a low protein level for patients with kidney problems? What is the thing we're trying to prevent from increasing? This is one of my hobby horses, guys. What is that thing? Put it in the comments if you know, and I will spotlight you if you have the right answer. So the diet, high calorie, low protein, low sodium. Hey, good job so much. Angela, good job so much. <laughs> this, is what my, this is what my daughter says. We don't want the patient to have an increased ammonia, ammonia level. All right, because the ammonia, the ammonia is going to create a toxic environment to your patient. All right, ammonia, and it's what protein breaks down to. If protein is not excreted from the body, it will become ammonia in the body. All right, not cool. We don't want that. Good job. Okay, so we can move on for management and let's talk about also medications medications that are used and and this is these are medications that can cause nephrotoxic incidences okay so we have um and we need to stop these medications like so non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs angiotensin enzyme inhibitors angiotensin receptor blockers so ace inhibitors and arbs nephrotoxins we know aminoglycosides these antibiotics definitely um, can affect the, the kidneys. And, you know, there's other ones, piperacillin, tazobactam, amphotericin, all of these medications, chemotherapy as well, metformin, gabapentin, cefepime, morphine, ionated contrast agents. So, um, yeah. You should be familiar with all these medications. None of these medications should be a mystery to you if you are, uh, you know, second semester, third semester nursing student. The expectation is that you know them. The final one, the um, idonated contrast agents, this is just for NCLEX. If you have a patient and they're in acute renal failure and the doctor wants them to get a CT, why nurses should be able to advise a CT without contrast, because we know that the contrast agents can also be a stressor to kidneys. Okay. So these are just little safety points that you need to pick up along the way. Sometimes they get missed in nursing school. And so this is how an NCLEX review reminds you of those things. And, and so the, the idea here is that there are some medications that we give that can cause kidney injuries as well, or make them worse. Nursing priorities, um, ineffective breathing pattern, impaired gas exchange. We want to make sure that those things don't go um, unnoticed. Decreased cardiac and peripheral tissue perfusion, ineffective renal perfusion, excess fluid volume related to decreased kidney function in electrolyte imbalance. I love it. I love it. I love all of that. The average person has no idea what those words mean. But you, you, my friend, this is our love language right here. Right here. That's our love language. And so I'm just going to read it again because it sounds so sweet. Our nursing priorities, ineffective breathing pattern, impaired gas exchanged, decreased cardiac and peripheral tissue perfusion, 
ineffective renal perfusion, excess fluid volume related to decreased kidney function, electrolyte imbalance. Health teachings. We got to teach the disease process. That's why it's very important for you to know the causes of this um, in the in the phases of it, honestly. Medication and treatment compliance. That's the pharmacology related to the treatments, the IV fluids, the um, diuretics. Those are the main ones and so forth. Diet influence allowance and monitoring here. Um, signs and symptoms of edema and referrals, referrals. Question is, why do we give medications that can be nephrotoxic here? Um, well, because we give medications that can be nephrotoxic because we balance and weigh what the patient is dealing with. And we have to say the benefits outweigh the harm. So for example, if your patient has um, a sexually transmitted disease and we give a, what was one of the medications? And we give a aminoglycoside, or if your patient is in sepsis and we give an aminoglycoside, we would give it, even though we know it could cause acute kidney injury, because the sepsis is actually worse than acute kidney injury because the sepsis can be fatal to the patient. Acute kidney injury can mean dialysis or, you know, something else. So we, every medication we give, anything you put into your body, we know is going to cause some side effect or some potential harm because it's not naturally there. So that's a great question. I hope I answered it well. Okay, here's our NCLEX questions for today. And let me tell you this, these NCLEX questions are challenging. I'm not gonna lie. So that is why I literally spent almost 40 minutes doing a content review on this because acute kidney injury questions can be challenging. So don't, you know, I'm just reading the mail. Don't shoot the messenger. Um, and I'll say this, we have 245 people watching on YouTube. So if we get 140 likes, I'll do the bonus question, which I think is probably very challenging today. So let's get those likes up on the YouTube channel. Right now we have 42. Let's get to 110 now. All right. First question is this, guys, is this. Okay. So a client presenting with difficulty urinating, hypertension, and chest palpitations with nausea and vomiting is suspected to have acute renal failure. To assess the severity of acute renal failure, which of the following parameters should be obtained? Number one, hemoglobin and urine acinophils. Two, serum potassium and phosphorus. Three, urine volume and serum creatinine. Or four, blood pressure and hematuria. Man. So to assess the severity of acute renal failure, which of the following parameters should be obtained? This is tough. Number one, hemoglobin and eosinophils. Two, serum potassium and phosphorus. Three, urine volume and serum creatinine. Or four, blood pressure and hematuria. Correct answer is number three. Did you guys get this one? 
urine volume, and serum creatinine. To assess severity, acute renal failure is classified according to its stages during the parameters of serum creatinine and urine output in a certain period. So the urine output is going to tell you a lot about where the patient is. Are they producing urine at all? Is there just a small amount of urine? Very important, guys. Okay, let's do the next one. Next one is this. In evaluating for the post-renal cause of acute renal failure, the nurse knows that the best diagnostic tool is number one, a urinalysis, two, phlebotomy, three, kidney biopsy, four, renal ultrasound. Hoo-hoo-wee. You got to know the content. You got to know a content around these parts because ain't no strategy in the world, ain't no hack in the world going to beat out just knowing, just knowing the information. Okay, we only need about 37 more likes on YouTube and we'll, we'll get, we'll unlock the bonus question. Let's do it. If you have not smashed that like button, go ahead and smash it. And if you get this question wrong, definitely go ahead and smash it because that means you learned something. Correct answer is renal ultrasound. And remember, I told y'all, okay, about pre-renal, intra-renal, and post-renal causes. So the etiology can be classified into those three categories, pre-renal, intra-renal, post-renal causes. Post-renal was the obstruction of urine blood flow, okay? And so you're gonna know about an obstruction best by the renal ultrasound. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm moving on. These questions are to challenge you, challenge your content. Okay, here we go. This is a next-gen question, okay? Um, clients in blank phase of acute renal failure usually exhibit hyperkalemia, leading to cardiac problems. To minimize cardiac insult, the nurse will administer blank, okay? So is it the pre-renal phase administering epinephrine? Two, the oliguric phase, administering calcium gluconate. Three, the intrarenal phase, administering nitroglycerin. Or four, the diuretic phase, administering erythropoietin. Ooh, I love it. I love it. If you took notes today, just go ahead and look at your notes real quick and look at the phases and look at what is in each phase. Mm, love it, love it, love it. I love when we use our love language of nursing. I love it. All right. So again, which phase is going to exhibit hyperkalemia? Because if you know that, then this is an easy question. Number one, pre-renal giving epinephrine. Two, oliguric, and it's giving calcium gluconate. Three, intrarenal with nitroglycerin. Or four, diuretic with erythropoietin. Mm -mm. Correct answer. Thank you guys for participating today. Is the oliguric administering calcium gluconate. 
So the oliguric phase is manifested by low urine output, which is less than 400 milliliters a day. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have hypertension, hyperkalemia, elevated BUN, creatinine, and fluid overload. And so calcium gluconate reduces dysrhythmias caused by high potassium levels. But you guys can see if you just knew about the phases, then you automatically were going to get the right answer um, with this type of question presentation. Okay. Content. Question number four, and let me just do, uh, uh, this will be our final question. It looks like we have, we were trying to get to 140 likes and we only have 116 right now. So good job for everybody that did like the video. We just didn't reach our goal as of yet. You got one more question to get 116 to 140. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Here's the question. The nurse is caring for a client with acute renal failure in the diuretic phase. From the following interventions, which is the highest priority? Ooh, prevention of urinary tract infection is number one. Monitoring for metabolic alkalosis is number two. Three, assessing for malnutrition or four, prevention of metabolic acidosis. This is a good one. I'm talking about what do you care about? Okay, what do you care about? The nurse is caring for a client with acute renal failure in the diuretic phase. From the following interventions, which is the highest priority? Number one, prevention of urinary tract infection. Two, monitoring for metabolic alkalosis. Three, assessing for malnutrition. Four, prevention of metabolic acidosis. It looks like it's a split between two and one, two, and four. One, two, and four is a split. So what are you going to go with? Okay. This is a very good one. The correct answer is actually going to be numero. Hope you guys got this one right. Numero two, metabolic alkalosis. All right. Because remember I said how you can shift the patient onto the other side. So they go from having hyperkalemia to hypokalemia. In the, in the phase right after it. And so in the diuretic phase, renal function slowly recovers and urine output gradually increases, which is really good. But the rising fluid loss can cause hypokalemia and hypokalemia can lead to metabolic alkalosis, which is not so good. All right. And so um, metabolic acidosis happens more in the oliguric phase in the keeping of the potassium or a hyperkalemic state. All right. So great job, everyone. I think honestly, from the content view, review that we did, you could have gotten all of these right, especially if you took notes. Now, if you didn't take notes, next time you show up for a Monday motivation, take notes because it does help. It does. Every time you write something down and see it, it does take note. It does help. We didn't reach our share goal. So we only got to 135. All right. Mm. 135. So maybe next week we will be able to unlock our bonus question. It was a good one too, guys. All right. So now it is the time before we get into question and answers where you literally clear your mind and you focus on yourself. And this is a prioritization exercise for a lot of nurses. Somebody says it's 139 now. So we, we had to get to 140. So I'm moving on. All right. So 
the the idea right now of Monday motivation is for you to focus on yourself and where you are, because this is going to help. This thought is going to help you get through the week. So this is the Monday motivation. All right. It is the six demands of success. And these are six demands of success, just like it says. All right. So in your own words, and put this on the screen, because I, I really want to know what you think. In your own words, how would you define success? Is this is success to you like, mm, I got my NCLEX passed. What is success? What is it? Is it like, I got my NCLEX passed? Is it I am... You know, I am a, a nurse working at a hospital. I'm married. I am, you know, I drive a BMW or I am my ideal weight. What is success for you guys? All right. And that's just something that is very important because I believe that you do. You have to have a vision of what it looks like for you, what your life is like, how you will go forward in the future. And it's very important because some of us, we can get stuck in the mentality or we can get stuck where we had success in the past, but it doesn't serve us. Okay. It, it doesn't really serve us. And you see people like that when you see people that are like, um, sometimes they're dressed a certain way. Like they're, they're dressed like in the, like they're dressed like they dressed in junior high and junior high was when they were popular and when they had a lot of friends. And so people like to stay in those, you know, stay in that mentality. But I think it's very important that we, um, that we think about our future. So I like some of the things that I see, that I see here. Success is saying I'm going to do anything and actually doing it. Success. Just being able to like, <laughs> just being able to keep to your own goals. I love it. All right. Um, success is, Continuing achievements of one's personal goals. Success, all right? To be able to fight for what you want and to be at peace with it. Yes, just be able to say, no, this is my boundary. This is my boundary and I'm sticking here and I'm happy about it. All right, I love that. Um, Chandra says, passing NCLEX, working as a nurse and enjoying my family. Because literally what else is there, right? There, that's just amazing. Having your job and having your family, your kids, your husband, whatever those are success. All right. For me, um, meeting my patients needs and impacting their lives positively. So working as a ministry, like working as a minister in nursing, here we go. Just basically listen, passing NCLEX and being stress-free that that's it. I, I just, I just want to do that. Pass my NCLEX, get my RN license. I have arrived. That's it. I love this too. Happy and healthy. Happy and healthy because sometimes being successful is literally just being healthy in this environment that we live in, especially in America. If we are eating this food that they are serving us and all this garbage and stuff and we could be healthy, praise the Lord. Okay. Um, touching someone in need positively and achieving the desires of my heart. Okay. Your accomplishment after hard work and aligning that with God's plan for your life. Wow. Yes. This is success. I will. I must pass NCLEX. Just get me there. Just get me there. Day-to-day -day accomplishment. Now, this is all important because um, you actually have to have a definition of what you define success to be or somebody else would define it for you. Okay? Because somebody else would define you not passing NCLEX and just continuing to work 
wherever you're working because that's successful for them. <laughs> All right. Um, Lakeisha, I finally passed NCLEX. Finally, after eight years and so much weight has been lifted, I give thanks to you and God. You are truly a blessing. My goodness, that is indeed success. Amazing. Thank you so much. Eight years is a very long time. That's eight Christmases. That's eight New Year's. That's eight, you know, eight times around the sun. Um, and so I'm so happy that you're able to achieve this. Who's next? Who's next? Okay. <laughs> oh, this is success for me. Hello, Regina. I just received my quick facts all the way to Ghana within a week of purchasing V2. Whew. Thank you so much because, man, how it's going. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Joan says, I'm next. That's success. All right. So we're talking about defining success. I like this one too. Hold on. I, I don't want to, I'm, I'm going to do success means upgrading in knowledge and impacting positivity, positively to others. Yeah. Okay. That's it. You always have to be evolving. I love that guys. Success, success. I'm next. I'm next. That's success. Um, so uh, the reason why I have this here, because success can't, it's like a big house, right? It is like a big house. Um, it's what people see. And this is so, this is so amazing because last night I had a dream that Mark and I were in a big house and I, you know, we have been wanting to move for so long. There's so many things I've been wanting to do, but like, I just don't prioritize external things. So yes, we need it. We need another house. I need another car. I'm still looking for a car y'all five years. I need another cell phone. Like my cell phone is so, it's so ridiculous. Sometimes it'll let me call sometimes, but I just don't like to. I don't like to spend money on myself. I don't like to have. So I had a dream that we were in a big house last night and I said, man, maybe this means something. So success right now being like a big house is people typically see the house and that's all they see. But what people don't see are these things. They don't see the disappointments. They don't see the mistakes. They don't see the rejections. They don't see the perseverance or the doubts or the, the discipline or the failures or the dedication. And so, yes, you guys are um, saying, I want to pass NCLEX. I want to be able to impact people positively. I want to be able to have, you know, um, I want to be able to have, what did you say? Um, my dream job, right? Working. I want to be able to, you know, provide for my family. My goodness. But this is the thing achieving those things are going to come with down times, right? It's going to call you to be dedicated to your successful definition, despite of the challenges that come. So in order for you to provide for your family, yes, it's going to require you to make sacrifices now. It's going to require for you to be able to, um, you know, say no to things now so that you can be able to provide for your family later. And that's going to be, de that's definitely challenging for you to be able to find your dream job. That's going to require for you to work at some jobs that you hate so that you can actually say, huh, this is my dream job, right? Or for you to think something is in your, your dream job and then you get there and you don't really love it. And so you end up doing something totally different. So I'm saying all this to say that you can have your definition of success and you should focus on that path, but also be expecting things to be hard, be expecting things to be challenging because nobody who is successful is so without failure. 
nobody who has success has had an easy road to it. There's no such thing as somebody coming into your life and saying, here, here you go. Here's a million dollars. Go live your dreams. Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming to save you. I, I literally have to say that all the time because sometimes it's better for us just to know that there is no Superman, there is no Avengers, there is nobody coming to swoop you in and take you out of your situation. Like it's literally you making a decision to do what it takes to get up from that place. And that's the hardest thing about it. Like you have to put in the work because the servant is not greater than the master, right? Especially if you're a Christian follower, like you know that things are not going to be easy. Things are going to be challenging. So are you going to let rejection this week? Are you going to let disappointments this week? Are you going to let uh, doubts this week? And doubts can come from yourself or they can come from other people. It doesn't matter. All right. It doesn't matter where they come from. What matters is how you are going to handle it. Okay. How you're going to handle it. And so, yes, we all want the big house. We all want the success. We all want people to see us living our best lives. Like, oh, she got it going on. He got it going on. Driving that new car with the job and the license. And we take pictures and all these things. That's what people see. But the reality is we are constantly having to sacrifice. We are constantly having to speak life to ourselves in order to get there, okay? And so this week, success is the achievement of goals and the attainment of desired outcomes, but it's also, it's the realization of what you can achieve, your own ambitions and your own aspirations. I like this, Angela. Um, you always you always give the comments. Make it a point to not let anyone or anything steal my joy. Mona says, I'm trying my best and waiting for God's grace. I'm waiting on God's grace. I like it. Um, you're speaking life into our road to success. Absolutely. Um, and this is success too. I'm enjoying with the NCLEX. I'm enjoying it. I like it here. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and so that's also success too. But at the end of the day is what are we willing to do for our success? What are we, um, you know, and so these are the six for success, right? The six for success. Which one do you feel like you struggle with the most? Okay. Um, hard work, sacrifice, struggle, faith, patience, or passion. And there's a difference. Um, you know, passion is just a desire to go after it. When you're passionate about something, you really don't need motivation. You don't need anybody that motivates you. Okay. Um, which one do you feel like you struggle with? Okay. Um, and this is, these are so good right now. Um, the comments that you guys are putting God in this up uh, God is put in this group for a reason. Absolutely. Um, Victoria says it takes perseverance in spite of failures, disappointments and doubt anchoring your faith and trust in God. Nicholas says all of them for me, really, uh, really, I'm just keeping it real. A lot of you guys are saying patience is the one Woo, patience. You have to patience requires you to just calm yourself down and say, are we, are we patient? What do we need prayer for patience in this group? Mm. 
patience is the one, right? Just being patient during this time. Wow, this is good. Struggle with faith, sacrifice, struggle, faith. I think for me, I, I think I, I can definitely say like some days it's all of these. The struggle, the struggle. Yes, for everything. Uh, uh, elevating, eliminating says select all that apply. Like, <laughs> um, but definitely it seems like patience is a thing for us. Also, um, faith. And I'm a little bit on that for faith too. Sometimes I do lack faith. Sometimes I do. Like sometimes when it ain't seeming like what it is and faith, the thing about faith is it's the, it is the evidence of things unseen. And so sometimes for me, if it ain't looking right and it ain't sounding right, I'm like, mm. uh, and so I struggle with that one. I struggle with that one. I'm good on the hard work. I'll work hard. I'll sacrifice. Um, but the patience and the faith, oh man, help us. We're going to have to have prayer. Like we don't have to just pray because these things are, um, these things are real and they do affect us. And even this week, we know that these are challenges that are going to come against us. They, they will surely, that was the message at church yesterday. I think, I think for me too, I went to church Saturday and I went to church Sunday this week and, um, the message for yesterday was very powerful because it was the story of where um, it was the story where Jesus told uh, told the disciples to go back out into the lake and cast down their nets in the deep after they had been fishing all night. And they're like, we haven't caught anything, but we're going to go back out there. And then when they go back out there, they catch, you know, a whole bunch of fish. And so the message of that was, you know, your disappointment and your deliverance can be in the same situation, right? And so for us, we are in this situation and it's hard and it's tough and we don't, you know, we're tired and we don't have patience, but in the same situation, we can also find our victory, our character, um, our ability to, you know, have delayed gratification. Yeah, more more sacrifice, definitely. Um, all of, all of the above, but we definitely, we do not want to lose our faith. We don't, we don't want to lose any of these. So um, let's, let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask that you would meet us where we have a need. And maybe we have never saw a list like this before, but we have been feeling it. And now that we see it, we recognize this is our area where we need faith, where we need perseverance, where we need hard work, where we need sacrifice, where we need passion, like all of these things, God. So help, help us. We have a need and we're asking you, um, in your, in your grace towards us in your loving kindness towards us in your providence that we feel every day that you would just help us to, um, remain strong, remain upright, remain firm, because we do have a ministry that we are trying to fulfill. And we do want all things to work together for the good. We believe that. We believe your word and we believe in your power. So we thank you right now, Lord. We consider it done. We consider that we have all that we need because uh, you can do anything but fail. In Jesus name. Amen. Okay. Um, and so that is us. That is us right now. And we are asking, we are asking that, that this week, if we come in, in uh, if we meet any of these things, that we are able to not only recognize them, but we're able to overtake them. And we are able to also do all that we need to do, manage our time. We are able to put things aside 
Uh, maybe we're men, we're, we're able to turn off our phones even, right? So that we are not distracted and we can continue on our goal. Um, so you may be struggling uh, with one of these this week, but you are not alone. As you can see in our community, there are many of us who are asking um, and who are asking for God to come in and help us. And we are wanting to have uh, a community of overcomers and we are, we're victorious. So you can overcome it as long as you have the willingness to do so, the willingness to recognize it. Um, I like this, Romans 8, 8, Romans 8, 8, man, for I considering, for I consider, let me read it right. Let's read it together. Church, family, let's read it together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Hey, the suffering of this present time are not worth even comparing, not worth even talking about, not worth even hinting at the glory that's going to be revealed to us. Can't even compare it. My goodness, my, 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 my. Glory to God. That is so good. <laughs> that is so good. Thanks for watching, everybody. But no, I can't leave y'all like that. But that is, that is, that's it right there. What are we even talking about? Seriously, what are we talking about? Are we talking about these light and momentary troubles that we're feeling? Are we talking about what the inconvenience of having to study for NCLEX, the inconvenience of having to pay for it, the inconvenience of, of what? A couple months, a couple weeks, a couple years of studying when guess what? You about to get a lifetime of benefits. You about to get cashed out every year. You about to get cashed out every two weeks. You about to get thousands upon thousands, stacks upon stacks. And what are you really talking about? It's not even worth comparing it. And then after that, if you're a believer, you about to have a countless ages of God's glory and grace with the Savior. With what? What are you talking about? That's the mentality we got to have. Okay. Blessed assurance. All right. I love y'all. Okay. Okay. So we did that. Now, let's move into um, question and answers, okay? Questions and answers. What questions do you guys have on the journey to passing NCLEX? What questions do you have for me, okay? Oh, man. Ministry, motivation. We're nurses here. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Somebody said, I forgot I passed my test, but I still came for the live. That's right. And that, that, you know what? And that is how I want you guys to be, honestly. Even though you pass your NCLEX, come back. Come back. Holler at us. All right. So, yeah. So, we're going to get into it. Um, I'll start by saying, because I do see the comments, we are still in the process of restoring all of the elements of V2. So, um, the end of the sale um, happened on Friday. The end of the sale happened on Friday. However, um, because... 
we had over 25,000 nurses join V2 during RNU and nearly 500 of you joined on the last day. <laughs> um, a technical issue had stopped the students from gaining access. Yes. And so um, this is Team Remar. We're on it. We are responding to your emails today and tomorrow. Do not worry. Um, anything that you guys need, we are we are making it a, um, you know, we're making it a, a promise to get that to you guys. So, and I'm also, because of it, because of the two days that you guys weren't able to get into V2, um, we're extending the sale the entire month. And we're also going to be launching the 30 day challenge to help everyone stay on track and, um, and, and finish, of course, finish, finish too. All right. Finish. Of course, that is the goal. And so that, that is what we're trying to do over, 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 overcompensate for that. Okay. So hopefully you guys who weren't able to upgrade your account, you are able to now do that. And again, we're getting, we're getting back. All right. Um, congratulations to, to nurse Judah. I think pastor Inclex came back to watch. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us. All right. We're doing questions and answers again right now. So all these wonderful questions. Nurse Regina, I've been a tech surgical tech for 12 years. How do I retrain my brain into nursing mode to take NCLEX? Um, super easy. I actually know a wonderful nurse practitioner who was a surgical tech for about that amount of time. And she did fantastic in nursing school. And now she's a nurse practitioner. She has five kids. She's like one of my heroes. Um, so I think it's just a matter of... Um, going and sitting under the curriculum. That's all you need to do. You need to go to the curriculum of nursing. I don't know if you're in nursing school now, but definitely you will have a certain different curriculum and then prepare for your NCLEX, take it and move on. Because um, surgical texture kind of limited into like what you can do, how high you can progress in a career field. So nursing is going to allow you to expand more. Um, okay. So if you were able to upgrade Kathy, that's great. I know we had some people who were not able to upgrade. How long would you recommend a person who graduated last June to study? Don't want to overstudy or understudy. So you mean just like last month or last year, either way, I think it's going to be the same. If you have the V2, it should be a four week process. Um, that's what I would think. Um, I purchased the QuickFax book and paid full price for it and didn't get the sale. I sent an email about this and haven't gotten a response. So um, I'm not really sure what you mean. The sale was for the V2 in general. So I'm not sure which what you're talking about here for the QuickFax book only. But I will say that we had over a thousand emails within two days, Friday and Saturday. We got like over a thousand emails. So just give us time to get back to you, okay? We're working on it. We're working on it since yesterday. So a thousand emails is a lot of emails to have to um, respond to, but we're working on it. So how far behind will shipping of QuickFax book take with the holiday? Um, I, I don't know. Like it depends on where you're where you're from. Remember, QuickFax is getting shipped from the West Coast right now, so the California area. So it literally just will depend on where you are. Um, but I would say, actually, give me an extra three days. So maybe five to eight days, okay, um, for shipping. Okay, last month graduates. Any recommendations on what to study and how long? Yep, 
um, I would say give B2. You're going to do, I recommend studying um, my daily study calendar. It's 20 study sessions. You should do one a day. It'll take you four weeks. If you do two a day, it'll take you two weeks to get through it. Um, but yeah, that that's what I would do. All right. Okay, you ordered the V2, but you want to give it to someone else. Um, um, I'm not sure if you can do that. Like if you ordered the V2, you would have to give them access to your credentials. Um, so if you would be comfortable with that, that's how they can, they can um, if you purchased it for them or you purchased it, that's how you would do it. Um, Oh, okay. Okay. Um, hi, Team Remar. Are for newcomers? Are you doing Monday and Wednesdays? I do Mondays and Wednesdays for everybody. So what I'll do now that Remar Nurse University is over, I'm doing Mondays at noon, like how we do here, and then I also do Wednesday nights at nine. Now for this week tonight, I'm coming back live for a game night at eight p.m. So please set your alarm for game nights at eight p.m. Okay. I've been studying for about three months and I'm starting to feel burnt out. My test is real soon. When I take practice tests, I'm around 60s in the scores. What do you recommend? Um, and I think this is a real issue, uh, Christy. That's why I want to address it. You can become burnt out for studying for too long. And so what happens is you have mental fatigue. And so you are not as... Um, alert, you're not as a, a aware of things that you would normally pick up. I would say give yourself a break. I don't know how often you're studying, but if your test is real soon, right now, I would just do short bursts of study sessions. Honestly, if you feel like you're doing poorly, just give yourself a day or two, step away from the material, step away from the material. Um, and then come back and do like maybe 20 minute study sessions a day. Maybe give yourself 20 minutes, see how you do. Because one of the things that is going to help you with next gen NCLEX, if you are able to read proficiently, if you're able to read a lot and catch the little slight indicators of what the correct answer is. So see if that helps. Yes, we do have a class tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. All right. Um, workbook, sorry, my V2 is almost Inspire. Okay. Um, anything, anything in terms of um, renewing your subscription or um, anything like that, I have to handle that with the email. I can't, there's nothing I can do about it like on this live right now. So just give Team Remar time. Please send an email support at remarreview.com and they will be able to go into your actual account and look and see or, or help you upgrade or things like that. I have 2000 and you have the five-star quick facts. Do you need to upgrade to the next gen quick facts? It's totally up to you. Um, and I, I asked this, this question is asked a lot. I would say, I don't know when your exam is, but if you are definitely, um, if you're in nursing school, get the next gen for sure. If your test date is in like two, three weeks and you've been studying the five-star, just go ahead and study the five-star. But if you have like months for your exam, Go ahead and get this one because I think you have time to actually study it.
Hey, Regina. I love that name. I ordered my V2 last Tuesday and I am on session study session number seven. I love it. So study session number seven, you are doing easy electrolytes, which is like a, um, a nice video, short video in diabetes insipidus. Study session number seven is where you start incorporating quick facts. So you have a lot more. It's like a, it is like another load of things to add on to, but you definitely, um, with the study calendar, you'll be able to do it. I graduated 12 years ago. How long do you think I can study? Um, I get, uh, get into V2. I would say if you graduated 10 years, 12 years ago, get into V2, do the study calendar, but also make sure you do, do the study calendar because if you're able to pass the quizzes, that's a good benefit right there that you're learning and that you're doing well, but also do the 30-day challenge too as well. Do the 30-day challenge, okay? Um Y'all, let me just tell y'all how good this Monday motivation is about to get. Cause I got to read my nurse one here that just like popped up and I'm going to bring her on. Um, all right, let me see if I can bring her on. Okay. And then, so y'all can, all these questions y'all asking me about NCLEX and next gen and stuff like that. Y'all can ask her. Okay. <laughs> let me see if I can bring her on. Pow. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Okay, can y'all hear her? Just just let me know. Can you guys hear her like I work? No, you're not at work. I'm not I'm not here. I'm here, but I'm not here. Okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got you. You're here, we're not here. Okay, so just tell us. Um, so you are our remarkers, you just passed NCLEX. What what did you use? What? What's going on? Okay, so I started following you. Probably as soon as I got out of school, I found you just on Facebook and been following, been a silent, semi-silent follower. Um, I took NCLEX maybe three times, didn't pass, gave up, Yeah, literally. I was working as a med tech and where I was working at, they were paying me decent money or so I thought it was decent money. Mm -hmm. And I ended up losing that job and just kind of just sunk. And I knew that I was not going to be able to make that money anywhere else. So I just kind of, I don't know, started feeling sorry for myself, which I didn't know why. And I'm like, you know what? I need to stop playing and do what I have to do because I've been out of school. I graduated in 2015. It is 2023. It is. And yeah. And I, I text my friend because we literally, we literally took boards two weeks apart from each other. And she had been out of school for two, 10 years. Okay. So, um, cause she was on the verge of giving up. I'm like, no, we got this. We, we got to get through this. This is going to be our year. Claim it. We're getting through this. The Monday before I went in, you had a motivation, a Monday motivation. And that just kind of, it just stuck to me. And I'm just like, you know what? I need to listen to this lady. I need to put this cell phone down, stop scrolling and do what I need to do. So I went in for my test on Tuesday, no, on Wednesday, and I ended up picking up like an agency shift and um, as a med tech. And my friend, she was like, oh, I'm just keep checking for you. I'm going to keep checking for you to see if you pass. I was like, OK, well, just let me know. I'm like, I got to finish giving out these pills. I'll call you back. So I took my break about eight ish. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me log on here and see if I pass this test, because the last time I looked at the screen, it said like 70 something, like 75. 
So I stopped looking at the numbers. I'm like, no, keep going. And maybe five or 10 minutes later, like the screen just shut off. Mm. My heart dropped. Mm -hmm. So I text my friend. I'm like, I'm finished. I don't know. I wasn't here long. I'm like, either I did really bad or I did really good. So so about eight o'clock, I'm like, let me just check. So I check nurses and my name went from the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen with the license number and everything. And my heart just dropped, completely dropped. I'm doing this agency shift. I'm crying. And the uh, person who was working with me, she's like, are you okay? Is I'm like, yes, I just got the best news. The best news ever. <laughs> and you know what I love about your story? I love how you lost a job. And that was like the catalyst, like something that was negative and it could have been devastated. You use that experience to get back on track where you needed to be. And look yeah. at you now. I was I was too comfortable. I Ooh. was I was way too comfortable and I got complacent. Okay. I, and I got real comfortable with my job and, and I just was like whatever. I'm untouchable and I just so me losing it just had to kind of bring me back down and say, "Hey, Get your life together. You know what you have out there. Together. So tell me, um, how did you pass? How did you pass? How long did it take you to study? Because you was out of school for a long time. A long time. I had I bought the V two back during COVID, like during COVID. But again, during COVID, mm-hmm. working a job, working all this overtime, making the doing, money, making the money, making doing V two, but not doing V two. And I'm like, oh, I passed it. I passed. I passed V two. I'm done with it, and not really focusing on it so yeah. and I didn't realize that from the from this time to the last time I took NCLEX it had been three years wow so this go round I got back on it I restored my um I restored my um account with you all and every day I was working nights so every single night shift I work and it was 12 hour nights once I finished my work I would just go find somewhere and just get back get back to it get back to it so yeah so what what would you say to somebody that was in the midst of studying right now they're hoping to be where you are but they've had failure in the past don't give up i mean don't give up don't be complacent in what you're doing right now just don't get comfortable like literally like you say put the phone down stop scrolling through tiktok facebook all that stuff put your phone down and study yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your life different now? It's so much different now. I literally, I, I only applied at one place, and I got the job. And yeah, and I was working at a nursing home, PRN. But again, it was just me working there. You know, prior to me doing all of this, but I got the job that I wanted. And like I said, now I can actually breathe and be. Now I can actually say that I am comfortable. Got it. Got it. Yep. 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 So different lifestyle. And what what would you say um, in terms of all the time, you know, that you could have gotten it, couldn't have gotten your license? And do you feel like you should have done it sooner? Do you feel like, um, you know, this was the right timing for you? What do you think? I think that this was the right timing for me. And I always say that God knows when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And I just keep telling myself, you know, maybe I was not ready those times but he saw fit this go round and I was ready and I'm and I am ready and now you're an RN like a RN 
man, such a different life. People ask you, did you do the four week calendar or did you study on your own? How long I, I studied on my own. Again, like I said, I worked nights. So I just was taking my laptop to work and just, yep. just studying on my own. I was doing, I worked two hours, so I'm up. So I was just doing what I could do and going back between V2 and I still had the um the five star um mm-hmm. the five star uh book. So that's what I was typically using. And I just wrote I when I when I open up all the books I have from you, I have so much highlighter, ink pen, just on every single page. Yep. Content. Would you say content or would you say focus on questions? No, I did both. I mainly focused on your content and I just you just it was so simplistic the way that you broke it down. And I've and I've used like U World and other things, but it's I don't know. I ran and rave about you all the time to people. When I hear people talking about, oh, I use so and so, so and so, I'm like, mm mm, y'all better get with y'all better get with Regina and use Regina. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for that. Um, and thank you so much for coming on and just motivating us because we, we were just having a con were you on already were you on monday yes monday? i still listen i listen to i listen i don't care where i'm at when i see that monday motivational i'm i'm listening i love it listen so, uh, we were just talking about overcoming different areas of struggle for us folks so um you know for you to come on here and just speak life into us and tell us not to give up um and sometimes things happen for a reason so, you know, you lost your job. Sometimes you lose something that's important to you, but it's so God can give you something bigger, you know? Yes. Yes. And like I said, I had a friend, we were, we were in the same boat. So we were basically each other's strength through this, uh, because she'd been out of school for 10 years. And I've been out of school for eight years. And I would always tell her, you know, we're not going to give up. Yeah. We can't give up. We, we didn't graduate for nothing. Like we got to keep going. Like they need us. They yeah. need us in this world. Definitely. They need us. Did you did you feel like even after being out of school, getting back into the studying for NCLEX was challenging for you? Or did you feel like you kind of like your brain just kind of was like, I know this or it picked up? Like- well, the thing is, I always did something that dealt with it. Like I always like I said, I carried around the um the five the five star book. I carried it around in my purse all the time. So I would just open it up, flag a page where I was there. So I always I always had some. Yes. Always. Yep. Okay. That was like literally with me all the time. Amazing. Okay. All right. We got, we're not going to keep you long, uh, but we just want to say thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Congratulations on your new life and don't forget about us. Okay. No, I won't. Thank you. Thank you. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Bye. <sighs> Thanks team Remar. Thanks. Thank y'all. Y'all always are, you know, y'all always are going above and beyond. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. That testimony was amazing. And right on time, right on time. So V2 is my full NCLEX review that comes with my lectures, my workbook. It's a combination of many of you already have this book right here, um, this book. And so the lectures are the addition to it. It is an all-in-one program that includes the lectures, the question bank, computer adaptive testing, and the study calendar. V2 v2 for next generation NCLEX. i'm so so happy that um that we had a remar nurse on and joan this too remar materials is always with me wherever i go it's it's possible it's possible guys all right um so we were doing questions and answers now i just want to reserve we've been going for a long time y'all it's 1 30. remember if you don't remember anything else i'm coming back live tonight at 8 p.m for um, Monday Motivation Kahoot game. 
is RU bonus. You guys voted. You guys voted for a bonus session tonight. And so tonight is that bonus session. We will be doing questions on prioritization, challenging questions, safety questions. When you guys see them, they will be a challenge. 20 questions. Top prize will be $200 cash app, $100 for second place and $50. Okay. Um, and then also we have extended the V2 sale where we are doing the introductory price. We were going to change the price to $166, hundred, something like that. It's 89. It's still $89 for three months access. So you can go to remarnurse.com and join in also doing the 30 day challenge as well for everybody who has V2. So lots of great things are happening in this month of July. We are looking for more testimonials. I'm looking for who's next. All right. For so for tonight's Kahoot games, there is no, there are no pages. It is open challenge. So anything from the V2 questions, prioritization, anything from Quick Facts, which is here. Okay. All right. Anything. These two, these two will be for tonight's game night, guys. Okay. Quick facts. <laughs> Yes, yeah, quick facts. People say it is the nursing student's Bible. It just has fundamental principles of how to be a great nurse in that book. So um, I want to register for the program. How do I go about doing it? You can go to remarnurse.com. Remarnurse.com. That is the website. And you will still see the V2 highlighted there for you. And you just sign in maybe tonight after the Kahoot game. If you show up for the Kahoot game, I will literally go through how to... Um, how to log in and sign up for V2. That would be helpful for you guys. Okay. I am going to check out of here. I will be back on in about seven out, no, six hours, six and a half hours for our Kahoot game night. So be there guys or be square, be there or be square. And then oh, oh, you guys are next V2. V2 is just the V stands for virtual and so you guys know a few years ago, I, I launched the VT, which was the virtual trainer. And so the virtual trainer was great, but it did not prepare you for next generation um, content questions. And so we had to move, we had to leave VT to go to V2. Okay. So that's what V2 stands for. It is the next best thing. Mm. Does the V2 also come with the digital version of Quick Facts in the V2 workbook, as well as the printed version, if we also purchase that? So V2 by itself comes with Quick Facts, the lectures online, it has a question bank, and it has the downloadable workbook. So these are the two books. This one you print by yourself, this one will be shipped to you. If you purchase the separate, you can purchase the printable version of the book, but it is $35 extra. So if you want me to print it out for you and send it to you, it's 35. Okay. So that's what it will come with. But if you purchase this book, then you will get these two books together. They will come to you. Does that make sense? All right. But if you didn't purchase this book, then you're just getting this book and you will print your own on another Staples, your printer. But honestly, if you go to Staples or FedEx Kinko's and print this book, it's going to be about the same price. So I would just say, just get this and it comes, it all comes to you. All right. That's a good question. All right, guys. So I will see you then. Thank you guys so much for watching V2. We extended the sale the entire month of July. 
2,000 nurses joint during RNU, 2,500 joint during RNU, 500 joints on the last day, y'all jumped into the system, which was amazing, but we had technical issues to stop other students from being able to join. So again, I've been telling you guys, whoo, I'm extending the sale this month and launching the 30-day challenge to help everybody get on track, get started, make sure that you guys are still able to get in, get out, and, night, and like Nurse Lakeisha, get that license. So I will see you guys on tonight. Thank you so much, Remar Nurse University. The final session will be tonight at 8 p.m. You don't want to miss it. See you guys later. Bye-bye. <laughs>